Zelda for your song and to our worship team, thank you for the blessing that you are and continue to be to us. Well, welcome to you, those of you who are online joining us. We're glad that you are with us and we're glad that you are able to worship with us online. If you have your Bibles, would you turn to Exodus chapter 12? In a previous message, I shared a passage of scripture in Exodus where we looked at the Israelites who were given specific instructions from God about the Passover, what they needed to do in order to prepare themselves for it. And in that message titled, Get Ready, we talked about get ready to share what you have. Get ready for how the Lord might lead you or move you. Get ready to make a decision to trust in Jesus and get ready to celebrate what the Lord has done in your life. And so if you have your Bibles, please join me as we read Exodus chapter 12, and we'll be starting from verse 31. Pharaoh sent for Moses and Aaron during the night. Get out, he ordered. Leave my people and take the rest of the Israelites with you. Go and worship the Lord as you have requested. Take your flocks and herds, as you said, and be gone. But go, but bless me as you leave. All the Egyptians urged the people of Israel to get out of the land as quickly as possible, for they thought, we will all die. The Israelites took their bread dough before yeast was added. They wrapped their kneading boards in their cloaks and carried them on their shoulders. And the people of Israel did as Moses had instructed. They asked the Egyptians for clothing and articles of silver and gold. The Lord caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the Israelites, and they gave the Israelites whatever they asked for. So they stripped the Egyptians of their wealth. That night, the people of Israel left Ramesses and started for Succoth. There, about 600,000 men, plus all the women and children, a rabble of non-Israelites went along with them, with great flocks and herds of livestock. For bread, they baked flat cakes from the dough without yeast they had brought from Egypt. It was made without yeast because the people were driven out of Egypt in such a hurry that they had no time to prepare bread or other food. The people of Israel had lived in Egypt for 430 years. In fact, it was on the last day of the 430th year that all the Lord's forces left the land. On this night, the Lord kept his promise to bring his people out of the land of Egypt. So this night belongs to him, and it must be commemorated every year by all the Israelites from generation to generation. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, indeed we thank you for your word. And Lord, we thank you for the power and the truth that is contained in it. Lord, we pray that you would help to open up our minds and our hearts to see your word, to see your truth, and to hear from your spirit. And so indeed, God, we commit this message, we commit this time into your hands, and we pray that your Holy Spirit would lead us and would speak. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. In the middle of the night, word finally came. 
It was time for them to go. It was time for them to leave. The thing that they had been waiting for and hoping for had finally come. Pharaoh and the people of Egypt finally had enough. And killing of the firstborn just did it. It sent them over the edge and they wanted the Israelites gone. They wanted the Israelites out of there as fast as possible. Imagine that for all these years, the people of Israel waited, they hoped, they dreamt of what was happening. But all that they could do was to wait. All that they could do was to wish for that day to come, that day of freedom where they would no longer be in bondage, and it was finally here. This freedom that they were about to experience wasn't on account of anything they did. The Israelites did nothing to earn this freedom and earn this ability to leave Egypt and to go on their way. In fact, it wasn't even on account of anything that Moses did for them to be able to receive this freedom. The freedom that they were receiving was all because of God. It was all because of what God did for them in removing the obstacles that stood in their way. For us today, we need to get ready to trust the Lord to remove the obstacles that stand in your way. Get ready to trust the Lord to remove the things that stand in your way from what it is that you've been praying and trusting God to do. God is able to remove those things. The people needed to trust God to do exactly what he promised he would do, and he did. He did that for them. You see, the Israelites couldn't escape Pharaoh on their own. And for years and years, they probably tried to. They probably tried to come up with a plan or a strategy of how they would be able to leave Egypt or how they would be able to get themselves out of bondage. But the truth of the matter was that they were not able to do it on their own. He held them in bondage for years. And generation after generation, there seemed to be no hope in sight for any of them. But one by one, God removed the obstacles that stood in their way. He cleared their path and prepared the way for them to be able to exit Egypt. Maybe today, like the Israelites, you've been held in bondage for far too long. You've been held in bondage that you don't even realize it is bondage. Maybe for years there are things in your life that has held you back and not allowed you to move forward into a deeper relationship with Christ. Maybe not allowed you to experience that freedom that we can find in Christ and to live the abundant life that he died to give us. Maybe today you've been held in bondage for years over addictions in your life. Maybe because of the bad company that you've kept. Maybe you've been held in bondage because of your past and secrets that you're ashamed of. Maybe you've been held in bondage because of the abuse that you suffered as a child or a teenager. Maybe you've been held in bondage over a bad decision that you made many years ago or simply because of the effects of gambling, drugs, or alcohol. 
whatever bondage that may have held you for years and years, that you may have felt that you couldn't escape and you may have tried over and over and there seemed to be no result to get out of. Remember that we can trust God to help to remove the obstacles that stand in our way. He is able to truly set us free. He is the bondage breaker. God's goal was to deliver the Israelites out of bondage, and that's exactly what he did. His goal for us is similar. His goal for us is to deliver us out of the bondage that has entangled and kept us back for so long. Will you allow him to set you free? Will you allow him to remove the obstacles that stand in your way? We need only to trust him, to look to him, and to know that he is able. When it was time for Israel to exit Egypt, they needed to take whatever they could with them because they weren't coming back. And so they had to take whatever it was that they needed for the journey and whatever possessions they had stored up over the years. But as you know, there's only so much that a person can hold and to take with them on a journey because they needed to carry these things on their back and on their shoulder, in their hands, on their animals. And so there was only so much that they could take. They needed to make sure that the items they took were essential. In verse 34, it tells us that they wrapped and carried their kneading boards with them so that it could easily be carried on the shoulder. For your interest, a kneading board was made of wood, bronze, or pottery and used for kneading dough. Bread was made by mixing water and flour with a piece of unleavened dough, say, from the previous day's batch. Bread was the primary food in the Hebrew's diet. So it was vital for them to be able to bring along the board they needed in order to make the bread. It was seen as an essential item for it. There was no doubt that their kneading board was essential. But notice that Moses asks them and instructs them to take clothing, gold, and silver from the Egyptians. Even though the gold and silver weren't essential for their survival, God had specifically wanted them to take these things along for their journey. He knew that he was going to later instruct them to build the tabernacle and they would need these items in order to construct it. So by taking these extra pieces that they didn't originally plan for, the clothing, the gold, and the silver from the Egyptians, that meant that they needed to leave some things of their own behind. That meant that they weren't able to take all the things that they had wanted to, but some of their old things they had to leave behind. They needed to make space for the new things on their journey their journey that required them to do what God was about to do in their life. And in the same way, we need to get ready to leave behind some things to make space for something new. Get ready to leave behind some things in order for us to make space for something new. 
Sometimes on this journey of life, you'll find that you won't have space to continue carrying around certain things with you. Now, like most women, one of the items that I always carry with me is my purse, right? Ladies, do you carry your purse with you all the time? You got your purse, you got your purse. We have to carry our purses because it stores in there essential items. Now, I notice that the bigger my purse, the more I start filling it with things, right? The more that you start putting things that are unnecessary in there. But most of the time, the things that are in our purse are things that we need, right? So let's see what's in my purse. Okay, let's see. Well, I have an old Christmas card, okay, from someone. I, I have um, a used and empty cream bottle, okay. I have one of these packets that, you know, when you get flowers, you, you're supposed to put it in and mix it in the, the water, okay. Have that. Okay, let's see, what else do I have? Um, oh, an old used battery. I have, I have that in there. Um, ooh, okay, a measuring cup. Okay, I, ha I, have, I have that in there. Okay. Oh, and of course, if you're baking, you're going to need an oven, oven mitt in there. Um, okay, an empty package. All right. Um, okay, I have a, a charging cable for a phone that I no longer own, maybe when I was 15. Uh, all of these items, you see, they're unnecessary, right? It doesn't make sense for me to be carrying around these items because I don't use them. I have no need for them. They're not essential for me to have right now. So why in the world would I need to carry this around with me? Why in the world if I'm not using them, if they're not essential, if it doesn't make sense for me to carry them, would I continue to carry around garbage? Would I continue to carry around things in my life that shouldn't be there, that need to be gotten rid of and thrown away? You see, it's important for us to leave behind some old things in order to make room for something new. It's important for us to sort through and to see what those non-essential things are. The things that we carry around with us that weigh us down, that hold us back, that cause us to continue to have to lug them when they're not necessary. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to think about some things in your life that you need to let go of that you need to start purging, that you need to throw away and leave behind in order for God to make room for something new. And maybe for you, that means leaving behind some addictions. Maybe that means leaving behind some past hurts that you've been holding on to. Maybe that means leaving behind pain and unforgiveness because of what someone did to you. Maybe that means for you leaving behind bitterness or anger towards someone. Maybe that means leaving behind bad habits or bad memories to make space for new good ones. Maybe that means leaving behind a relationship that isn't God's will in order for you to make space for one that is God's will. Maybe that means for you leaving behind a person who is holding you back to make space for someone that will help you grow. 
We tend to symbolically carry around with us some things that just aren't necessary. By carrying around these items, we get tired, we get burdened, and we get weary. God wants to set us free, and he wants us to be free and leave behind some things in order for us to make space for something new. The Israelites had to do this. They had to do this with what God instructed them to take on the journey with them. And I challenge you also to do the same. So they stripped the Egyptians of their wealth. And after plundering them, they left on their journey to freedom. The Bible records for us that there were about 600,000 men plus women and children who left, and along with them, some non-Israelites as well. It is estimated that the total number of people leaving Egypt was about 2 million people. The rabble of non-Israelites may have been Egyptians and others who were drawn to the Hebrews' God by mighty works and who decided that they too were going to leave Egypt with them. You see, on this day, the day that they were waiting for, countless families rejoiced. They rejoiced as they left a life of slavery behind and headed toward their free future. God ended generations of pain and suffering. He was able to break that cycle and do something new. God did a wonderful thing in the lives of those families, and he is able to do it in yours too. Get ready for God to do something wonderful in your family. Get ready for God to do something wonderful in your family. As he did something wonderful for the Israelites and in their families by setting them free and allowing them to experience this freedom, he is able to do something wonderful in your family as well. Families upon families saw God's goodness. They saw his power displayed firsthand right before their very eyes. And as a family, they experience the blessing and breakthrough together. Maybe things have been exceedingly difficult in your own life, in your own family. Maybe things have happened recently or over the years that have caused a lot of pain, a lot of stress, a lot of worry, and even heartache. God can bless your family and he can do something wonderful in the midst of your situation. He is able to do it just as the Israelites experienced his power firsthand. God is able to do the same in your life and in your family. And may God do something indeed wonderful in your family. And maybe for you that wonderful thing means forgiving a parent who abandoned you as a child. Maybe that wonderful thing that God is able to help do is helping you let go of anger towards a relative that hurt you. Maybe that means reconciling with a son or daughter who's gone astray or opening your heart up again after your spouse has passed away. Maybe that wonderful thing that God is able to do in your family is for him to help to open your womb again after a miscarriage. 
Maybe that wonderful thing is that your family member who has been suffering for so long will receive healing from their sickness. Whatever it may be, remember that God is able to heal, to mend, and to restore. He is able to do something wonderful in your family. Not only did families get to leave, but scripture tells us that they were actually driven out of Egypt. That means forced to get out. They were forced to get out in such a hurry that it says that they didn't even have time to prepare their bread or their food. They lived in Egypt for 430 years. Year after year, generation after generation, the people of Israel cried out to God because of their slave drivers. They prayed, they waited, they trusted that one day they would be free and no longer slaves to Pharaoh. And finally, after all this time, God answered their prayers. They were getting exactly what they asked for. Their prayers were now being answered. Do you ever wonder sometimes when you pray, is God really going to answer this prayer? Do you ever wonder, you know, does it even make sense for me to pray? I've been praying for this for so long. Is God really going to answer? Well, the Israelites, for them, it took 430 years. And hopefully it doesn't take that long for you or for me. But remember that God is able and he caused what they prayed for to happen. May you get ready to get what you've been praying and waiting for. Get ready to get what you've been praying and waiting for. Like the Israelites, you too may have prayed, trusted, waited for years upon years, hoping and wishing and dreaming of the day that God would answer your prayer, of the day that God would do what it is that you've been seeking him to do. God hears us, and may you know that he loves you and he cares about your need. Now, God answers us in different ways. Sometimes he answers us right away. Sometimes he doesn't answer the way that we thought or hoped that he would. But he does answer according to what he knows best and what he sees best. And sometimes that answer takes a little while to get there, but we need to trust him. We need to trust his will for our lives and to trust that if it is in his will, he will grant it to us. Our responsibility is to ask and to wait and to trust. We need to trust the Lord to see what he sees fit. Sometimes we can ask the Lord and not even expect him to answer. But you see, God wants us when we pray, not just to pray and ask, but to pray expectantly. That means expecting that whatever we ask in his name, if it is according to his will for us, that he will grant to us. We need to pray and ask, and that is having faith. Because you see that without faith, it is impossible for us to please God. You have been praying and you have been waiting. And may you finally get what it is that you've been praying for. Continue to pray. Continue to wait and know that in his timing, it will happen. Maybe you've been praying for a spouse, a child, 
a job, or a specific opportunity. Maybe you've been praying for healing or breakthrough or a specific answer to a direction that you need to go in. Whatever it may be, get ready to get what you've been praying and waiting for. Get ready for it because it's coming. Do you believe that? Do you believe that the answer to your prayer is coming? This is not a prosperity gospel. This is not saying, you know, name it and claim it. This is simply saying that we have victory in the name of Jesus. That there is power in the name of Jesus. That we can call upon him and know that he is able to answer us. There is so much for the Israelites to do in order to prepare themselves for the journey that they were going on. And it must have been so surreal for them that this was happening right before their eyes. That this was happening not only right now, but so quickly. The fact is that they had waited for this day and it was finally here. On this journey of life, we will encounter so many different people, ideas, situations, opportunities, and so many more things. And it's important that we get ready for those things. On this journey of life, get ready to trust the Lord to remove obstacles in your way. Get ready to leave behind some things in order to make space for something new. Get ready for God to do something wonderful in your family and get ready to get what you've been praying and waiting for. You see, we can get ready for all those things and be ready. And it's important that we do some of the things that I've talked about and even more. But one of the most important things that we can ever get ready and be ready for is the day that we meet the Lord. It is important that we get ready and that we stay ready in order to meet the Lord. And so my question to you is, are you ready? Are you ready? Because today can be that day where you for sure say to yourself, it's time for me to get ready. How good it is to know that in Christ alone, our hope is found. So whatever may come our way, whatever may happen, we can have the peace knowing that God is with us. And one day when he calls us home to be with him, we can certainly say we were ready. Get ready. Let us pray. Father, indeed, we thank you for who you are. We thank you, Lord, for the, the passage of scripture that we have just gone through and for the many truths that we can learn from it and from the Israelites' journey. And indeed, God, we pray that you would help us to get ready, that you would help us, Lord, to, to get ourselves ready on this journey of life for the different things that we will encounter and the situations that will come our way. Father, indeed, we pray that you would help us to trust you, to trust you enough to know that you will help to remove obstacles that stand in our way, that you are more than able. We pray, Father, that you would help us to leave behind some things in our life that are just not necessary for us to keep bringing over and over again with us wherever we go, but to leave behind, to throw away, to get rid of in order to do and to see the new thing that you are about to do in our lives. God, we pray that you would help us to trust you, to know that you are going to do something wonderful in the lives of our family. 
that you are going to do something wonderful, that, that the pain, the hurt, the heartache, the worry that has been endured and has gone through will come to an end one day. Lord, we know that you are more than able, and so we ask that you would help us. And Father, we pray, asking and expecting, because we know that you are more than able that you are a God who is able. And so, Father, whatever we pray for in your name, according to your will, may you help us to remember that you are able to give it to us, that you are able to bless us with it and to trust you. And so, God, we just thank you for this time, and we thank you that in Christ alone our hope is found. In the powerful name of your son Jesus we pray. Amen.